Hey everyone, Andy here. Just a quick note before we dive into the episode. So this was something that Aaron and I recorded back in February, which feels like a year ago at this point, but uh, we decided not to put it out at that point because it was right around when coronavirus hit, so we decided to put out a few episodes on that. And this episode just wasn't timely because it's on the the power of routines and how that can be important for our mental health and stress management. And it just happened to be a time where everybody's routine was involuntarily just thrown out of whack. So we decided to, to postpone this one. And I think now people are at a point where they're starting to get back into a routine, whether that's going back to the office or working from home. I think I think people are starting to kind of get back into some sort of normal schedule. And uh, I haven't gone back and listened to this since we recorded it, but hopefully you find it informative and beneficial. Um, Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Lab Rats podcast. You are now entering the maze. What are you drinking? Fidane, kill cliff. Uh, did they discontinue those from Sprouts, or did they get them back? Dude, yeah, it, I was so sad. Like we went to Sprouts, and you know, after our uh, healthy snacks episode, I tried to cut back on them because they do have some natural flavors in them. Yeah, but um, yeah, I want to get some, and I looked, and it said, and they were only ninety nine cents. Ooh. and they're normally two ninety nine or something. Yeah, like did that, you like stock up? Yeah, and I was like, oh sweet, like ninety nine cents, and then. It said discontinued, uh-huh. and my heart was shattered. Yeah, it's. I haven't been able to find them here. Like all, they used to sell at GNC and one of the other health food stores. The health food store ran out of business, and the GNCs don't carry them anymore. So it's pretty it upsetting. Yeah. So I literally bought every recovery drink <laughs> there. Or recover. Yeah, I I bought probably like twenty of them. Nice. Dang. But ninety nine cents. You'll never get them that oh, cheap. That's, yeah, that's a steal. But I think my CrossFit box has them, so I'll just start getting them from there. It's just going to be more yeah, expensive. Yeah, they're probably like $3 there, though. I shouldn't drink these anyway. Yeah, it's a naughty little treat after a workout. Yeah. You uh, you work out today? Yeah, I actually did Cindy, which is 20 minutes of five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats, which is basically prep for Murph, which is the same yeah. thing. 20 rounds of that and then a mile on each end before and after Cindy doesn't have the mile though no Cindy is just right. 20 yeah. 20 minute AMRAP as many rounds as possible yeah that's that's one of those nice workouts that was actually the first CrossFit workout I ever did because mm. I heard back in 2013 like this big CrossFit you know trend and I looked one up and that was one that I could do at home yeah and it's a good go-to for yeah, if it's you a don't good have equipment one. yeah have I told you about my uh Murph month challenge I don't think so. So I'm going to try to do Murph every day for the month of May leading up to. <laughs> are, are you seriously going to do that? Memorial Day. You're going to yeah. like, you're going to destroy your shoulders. Probably. Wow. Um, I'm going to do it with my, uh, my brother-in-laws and we're going to start with no weight. Basically, we're going to try to work up to, you know, the prescribed full workout with a weight vest because I've never done it with a weight vest. So we're going to try to like add one pound wow. every day. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. probably, my shoulders will be thrashed. I don't know if that's that's the smartest move, but I'm interested probably to not. hear about it. Yeah, I'll document it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, uh, what's your routine been on Saturdays? 
Uh, Saturdays are pretty laid back. I have a more strict morning routine set for the weekdays. And then Saturday, Sunday, it's I still do the same things, but it just kind of spread out a little bit more because I'm more of a on a time crunch during the week, whereas in the weekends, I can kind of spread it out a little bit. So, yeah, it's nice. I'm a morning person, so I, I like to kind of prolong the mornings on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I love just getting up and it's quiet and you get stuff done. It really, uh, for me, it like really reduces my stress. Yeah, that's the biggest thing for me is like, especially with a full-time job and when that job gets demanding during certain periods, having something set in the morning just really allows you to kind of go throughout the workday without feeling the need that you have stuff to get done because you can you can get it done already in the morning. So that, mm-hmm. that was a huge thing that, that factored into my stress and anxiety was incorporating routine, um, specifically a routine in the morning. Yeah. I think so many people more and more are just stressed all the time, which leads to anxiety and a whole host of issues. Yeah. Yeah. I think stress and anxiety have for sure increased like significantly just in in our lifetime. I mean, it's, it's huge now. And I think social media is a big contributor to that. Um, Work kind of work demand is a lot more significant. We have, 24 seven access to our work now with our, with our computers. And that's created another layer of stress for people. But I kind of wanted to, to distinguish stress and anxiety because there's a, there is a difference between the two. It's easy to use them interchangeably, but stress is more of like a, it's a response to a threat in a situation. And anxiety is basically how you react to that stress. So see stress as basically an external factor and then anxiety is more an internal factor. So like an example of a stressful situation would be say you're, you know, you're driving to work and you get a flat tire. Like that's going to be like stressful at first, or maybe you're, you're like going to a meeting and you get stuck in traffic and you're really late and you, it's an important meeting. Like that's going to be a stressful situation. But typically with stress, that's alleviated once the situation ends. So it's an external factor that subsides once the situation has been resolved. Anxiety, on the other hand, is more of an internal uh, factor, and it's it's kind of characterized by that feeling of, of fear or dread inside of you in situations that really don't have fear associated with them. So unlike, mm. unlike stress, where the anxiety kind of goes away after it's resolved, anxiety sticks around even after the situation has been resolved. Uh, some... Some common diagnosed conditions of this, of anxiety, is, is PTSD. That's that's the big one. People who have been in, you know, a war, the the situation is in the past. Like, it's gone, but they still have that that fear. Uh, right. Panic disorder is another one, OCD. And then, and then just generalized anxiety disorder is probably the most common one that people struggle with today. Where it's really a, a condition. It's, it's kind of a, it's a unique situation where... That, yeah, the threat is no longer present, but you still have these feelings of anxiety. And I've never experienced that personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about you? Um, not not chronically. Like I've, I've had situations, of course, where I do feel anxious and I have uh, a fear that I really shouldn't have. But fortunately for me, like it's not something that I, I struggle with. There are a lot of people today who do struggle with that. And if, if you do, it's, it's it's extremely important to talk to somebody about that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And I think getting back to stress, I think there's really two categories of stress. You have acute stress and chronic stress. Acute, as you alluded to, is that moment of stress or maybe panic, uh, that fight or flight feeling where your body's preparing to defend itself, but it, it eventually goes away. So once the situation is passed, you know, you no longer have that feeling of stress, but then you have chronic stress. And I think a lot of people are experiencing this, experiencing this more and more. It's just the everyday stress of daily living, bills, kids, job. It's, it's a lot of stresses that we tend to ignore or just like live with every single day. And if you live in this state constantly, it has significant health impacts. Yeah, I think I think uh, work and jobs specifically is one that's like I've I've heard statistics on it. I can't think of what they are on the top of my head, but like a, a majority of people aren't happy with their current job, which is kind of sad because mm-hmm. I mean it's something you do like most of your life is working. Like you spend more time working than you do at home with your own family. Yeah, so that's a huge source of stress for people if you are in a job that you don't enjoy. Yeah, I was looking at uh, some statistics. The American Psychological Association does like a survey every couple years on stress and job pressure was number one in 2014. And maybe you all have different statistics on this because these are a little older, but it, I mean, it's like 70, 80% of people experience stress on a regular basis. Yeah, I found one. So Gallup did a poll on stress in at the end of 2017, December of 2017. Okay. And this is specifically in the United States. And they had the the result was that 79% of Americans feel stress. And they broke it down by frequently, sometimes, rarely, or never. So 44% frequently uh, experience stress. 35% sometimes experience it. 17 rarely, and then four never. Um, So uh, 96% say they experience stress. 80% experience it commonly. Which is staggering statistics. It's, I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a huge amount. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. And the problem with this is that that fight or flight mode of our body, that moment when we have bursts of adrenaline and cortisol, our heart rate increases, we, you know, we breathe faster. That's that fight or flight mode. And it was only intended to last for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Like once we're away from the danger, okay, now we can relax. Our body goes down to its normal state our metabolism returns to normal when the re- when that response is over but when when we're in this constant state of stress and strain it puts a huge it puts a huge strain on our body especially our cardio- cardiovascular system blood sugar immune system i mean a whole host of issues so the fact that like you know 90% of people are stressed more than they should be is pretty pretty staggering yeah it takes a toll like on your physical health too, not just your mental health. I know it affects my sleep significantly. So periods of extreme stress for me, I notice my sleep, just looking at the data of my sleep, it's significantly worse. Your quality, overall quality of sleep is much worse. And as you said, it, it messes up uh, blood sugar, your cardiovascular system. It has, It just has a whole host of physical health issues as well. Yeah, it's one of yeah, it's one of those things that affects both and it can kind of turn into this endless cycle. You're stressed, so therefore you don't feel good physically, which adds more of a stress on your mm-hmm. body and it's just this cycle. Right. So we want to provide just kind of like one 
one big thing that a lot of people, specifically a lot of psychologists, uh, have recommended to help us alleviate stress. Um, so the first thing we need to do is just determine, like, what is the source of that stress? Uh, like, as you said, it was typically for people at work, money, family, even politics factor right. into people's daily stress. So first determine what to like, how to address it. You need to determine. So what's like, what is the source? And then once you determine the source, you need to decide, OK, so which of these sources do I physically have control over? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super important. And I think that's really one of the biggest drivers of stress is when you focus on things that you can't control and there's a like a threat, this foreseen threat that you can't do anything about that just makes it the whole situation even worse. So by focusing on the things that you can control and kind of putting those things that you can outside of your mind, uh, I think that can ha have a huge impact on your mental and physical health. Yeah, for sure. So for the things that we we can control, one of the most important things to alleviate that stress and, and even anxiety to get it out of your life is to set a routine. So like I said a minute ago, psychologists have had significant success with a lot of their patients who deal with chronic stress and, and anxiety and incorporating routines into their lives has shown huge results in those patients. It's, it's significantly reduced those, uh, those daily stressors. So Dr. Orma is a cognitive behavior scientist and psychologist, and he specializes in dealing with patients with stress, anxiety, and insomnia. And he said that routines are one of the greatest factors used to alleviate these issues. And he said it's because once uh, a part of your routine becomes a habit, so let's say prepping and eating your breakfast, once that's a habit, then the mind no longer has to make the conscious decision about that task and it alleviates the stress that is typically associated with that task. No, yeah, I, I think there, there hasn't been like a lot of studies specifically associated with stress and generic routines, but it really is pretty like practical and logical when you think about it, because if you are looking at those items, prioritizing those items that are causing your stress, if you get those out of your life, I mean, your stress is going to be lower. It's just, yeah, exactly. We'll see. Yeah. It's very logical. Uh, yeah. Another, um, psychologists obviously have, have realized this and are incorporating these routines in their patients' lives. Dr. Forshee is another doctor of psychology and she, um, specializes in stress, anxiety, insomnia, and addiction. And she's had great success implementing, um, routines in her patients' lives. She has an article about this on her website. Another thing I found, which is uh, semi-related to this, is a, a study I found, or not a study, is a article I found. It was like an interview on the Harvard Business Review. So Ron Friedman is a psychologist and author, and, and he writes pretty consistently for the Harvard Business Review. And he talks about routines in this article, and he recommends that we plan out our morning tasks. And the reason for this is because he believes it's extremely important for our day to start our mornings by being proactive rather than reactive. And this is a, a proactive versus react, reactive is a common theme found in personal development books, 
namely seven habits of highly effective people. That's I think the first habit in that book. Mm-hmm. And being reactive is to to distinguish the two is responding to events after they have happened. So you don't take initiative to set the agenda. Basically, events set the agenda for your day. So that's being reactive. Proactive, on the other hand, is acting to limit problems before they even arise. And instead of letting events set the tone for the day, you basically be proactive and let uh, your choices determine what happens. Yeah, and I think, and that goes back to that control thing that we were talking about, where like being proactive and letting, instead of letting the events drive the decision, to being proactive about what you're doing, it gives you back control. Exactly, and, and, and even that sense of control can reduce stress, even though those things that you can't control are still out there, and if you are consciously thinking about them, would still cause you stress. Prioritizing your day like this gives you back that sense of control and that alone can reduce stress yeah exactly Uh, there's a uh in the book seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey if you haven't read it before it's an excellent book have you read it yourself read it i own it yeah but no i have but no i haven't read it (laughs) (laughs) um but in that book they talk about um he talks about reactive language versus proactive language and what that looks like so some a reactive language would would be saying something like there's nothing I can do about it, about the situation. Whereas being proactive is let's look at some alternatives. Another reactive language is saying, you know, that's just the way I am. Whereas proactive is saying I can choose a different approach. And I'll post the the interview here with Ron Friedman uh, with the Harvard Business Review. It's a really good article and it just talks about kind of how to schedule your day to be most effective. He recommends you start by planning your morning tasks out, which is consistent consistent with what the other two psychologists says with implementing a routine to to reduce stress and anxiety. So you have a morning routine that you implement. What how has that I guess changed over time? What do you do now that you didn't do before and like what have you found to be most effective with it? Yeah, so like in high school and college, I didn't really have any kind of set routine outside of my required class schedule or extracurriculars. And then I got in some sort of routine when I joined, when I graduated and joined EY and had to do my exams and all that kind of stuff. I I got in a routine of studying and working. That's kind of what introduced me to the the power of routines, I think, because I would lay out, you know, okay, here's what I need to study every day for the next year. I just need to get this done today and planning that out really reduced the stress of the overwhelming amount of things that I have to learn for this exam. So that's kind of what got me on to the importance of routines. And I'd say it was just probably over the past like year, year and a half that have really started to implement a strict personal routine beyond work and beyond exams. So that includes, um, you know, even, even little things like waking up at the same time every day and, um, you know, making my coffee, I have set, you know, uh, like reading that I do every morning and gratitude, prayer, meditation. If I have time, I like to go on a walk and the mornings that I'm able to follow that routine, I feel so much better. Like I really do. It's, it prepares me for the day. And the, the biggest thing I think that I've noticed in implementing a routine is that when I plan out my day, so I'll, I'll do that too. That's part of my morning routine is planning out the day. If I don't, I like to do it the night before, but if I don't get to it the night before, I'll do it that morning and plan out the day. I feel so much better. Like planning out when I'm going to do what tasks 
when I don't do that, my day just feels like a free for all. And I have all these things that I have to do, these different projects I got to work on, and it gets overwhelming. But if I lay out, okay, here's all the things I have to do. Here's when I'm going to do them. Here's how long it's going to take me. Uh, and I and I get into ro- the routine of that. I'm so much less stressed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, going back to that article I mentioned, uh, Dr. Freeman was talking about his morning routine at work. And he said a lot of people will go into work and start their morning by checking emails. And that's that's more of a reactive approach. Like you're basically a situation is thrown at you and you're trying to react to to different things. And he's saying like that's that's not the best way to start your morning. Don't start your morning with the emails. Start your morning by what you said, planning out your day, strategizing what you're going to do first and what's going to be most effective for you. Because usually we have about, you know, three, two to three solid hours of brain power in the morning and then it dwindles over time. So really start your morning by planning out or even the night before by planning out what you're going to get done in that day and do the harder tasks first. Yeah. And what I've found, and I'm sure it's different for everybody based on career. And, you know, if you're like you're a parent or, or maybe like a stay at home parent, I'm sure it looks very different. But for me, prioritizing those things early in the morning, because in the afternoon, I feel like things can get out of hand. You know, stuff comes up. You just never know what the end of the day holds, where I feel like the beginning of the day can be a little more predictable and you have a little more control over it. Yeah, definitely. What about you? What's I mean, what's your kind of routine? been like when did you start getting on something more strict say it's similar to what you explained whereas like when i first started my career at ey that first year i was doing studying for the cpa exam so every morning was wake up early study for a few hours and then go to work and then during you know busy season it was you know you're working till late evening so by the time you get home all you have time to do is eat and go to bed and it's just rinse wash repeat for weeks on end. So Mm -hmm. that was it at first. That was by far the most stressful time in my life. Like I was, that was chronic stress. I was very mentally and physically unhealthy at that time. It was just awful. And you've experienced it as well. So the second year I was determined, like I didn't want to go through that again. I knew, although I wasn't going to be studying that second year, my responsibilities at work increased and it was going to be a lot more demanding of my time. And I did not want to be in the same mental state that I was the year before. So I just determined where basically what areas I wanted to grow in my life. And then I did something for each of those areas in the morning. So health was a big one for me. I wanted to maintain my physical health throughout that period. So each morning I I worked out to some degree. Sometimes it was just 10 minutes of movement. Other times I was able to do a full on workout, but I always include some type of movement in the morning and then eating, starting the morning with a, a healthy meal. So um, I had other a host of other things as well, but I determined my most important goals and then made sure I hit each of those in the morning. That way, if I were to stay late at work, I would have no stress about needing to get home and needing to get things done because I'm at, I show up at work at 8 a.m. and it's like everything's already done. Like I've already hit something small for each of my goals. I've already achieved yeah, something those personal small. goals. Yeah. Right. And you, ha- you, I mean, you also have that sense of accomplishment going into the day. Yes. Yes. There's, um, something I, I read by, or I heard on a podcast, Andy Frisella. He's an entrepreneur speaker. He's a little colorful with his language. <laughs> so if you go check him out, he's yeah, just be prepared for that. But he has something called the power list. 
And he says, you need to identify five critical tasks that you need to get done for the throughout the day. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be work related. I mean, in, in this context, that's what he's talking about. But like, he says, these need to be things, five things that you have 100% control over, and that they should be working you towards a goal. And they should be a challenge, but it's something that you you can look at and you have 100% control over whether you do it or not. It puts you into, and then, and then once you do it, you cross it off, you put a W and you, you won that task. And then once you complete all five, you won the day. And if you do every single day, you win the day, it puts you in this kind of like a habit of success. It puts you into this winning mindset and it, it focuses on the things that you can't control and the things that actually matter to you. Yeah. So I, th- I thought that was kind of a, a cool way. I mean, Sure, there are many different theories out there on how to do that, but that was one that I thought was interesting. Yeah, I think writing it down is a really important one and, and physically checking it off, at least until it's a habit, like until because it takes time to build a habit. So physically write it down, physically check the list until it's something that you just do naturally because it will take time to implement. Yeah, and that's what he said. He said with these things, again, at first, these things may not be a habit to you. Mm-hmm. Like getting up, for instance, I think we all have habits that we do every day routines like generally when we get up when we brush our teeth take a shower eat breakfast things like that but there are things that you're going to have to be more intentional about if you do it over and over again you continually like challenge yourself it eventually become a habit you don't even have to think about it anymore take that off the list and put something new on the list one it's one approach i'm there are many out there right yeah no that's good so I guess now we can transition into some recommendations, some things that you guys can physically apply today in order to make your routine something that you live by every day and ultimately re- reduce stress in your life. So the reason I guess like morning routines we're talking about specifically are important is it's because just back to the control thing, that's that's the one part of your day that you do have complete control over. You hear about like, when entrepreneurs and successful people talk about kind of their lifestyle, people always want to hear someone successful and hear what they do on a daily basis. Something they all have in common is they wake up early and they do their most important tasks first. Almost every CEO out there, if you were to interview them, that's a habit that they have. Wake up early, do important tasks first. And that's because our mornings we can control. We can control how when we get up, and we can open up a slot, an hour or two slot in the morning, and not, no one else can interfere with your time. But once you step out the door and go to work, at that point, it's really hard to maintain control over your schedule because any really anything can happen. So that's why mornings are specifically when we think you should start this routine. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's situation is a little different. It may be different for like new parents that have babies that wake up at 5 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> but I no, I learned this at EY when I would get into the office and things would just get hectic. I mean, you know how it is. So I just started getting up at like 4 a.m. And it's like, okay, this is what I'm going to get done. Everybody else is in bed. Nobody can interrupt me. So I'm going to get done what I really need to get done right now. So when I go into the day, uh, I already at least have something accomplished. And the, um, the unexpected situation that comes up, whatever it may be, won't stress me out as bad because I've got some of those critical things done. Yeah, exactly. So how to make your morning routine um, to start this, you need to figure out what's important to you. Like what, what do you value most in life? And 
set goals for each of those things. So let's go back to the health example. Like if you value your physical health, then odds are you're going to want to work out consistently and you're going to, you're going to want to eat a healthy diet. So determine what your goals are in, in that category and then make actionable steps that you can do every single morning to contribute or to, to build towards that. Exactly. To build towards that goal. Yes. So if, if just health in general is something that you value, maybe you're going to say, okay, every morning I'm going to be physically active for 30 minutes and I'm going to eat a healthy meal. Yeah. Or like, for instance, one of my goals this year is I want to read 25 books. So I said, all right, that means I need to read at least two books a month. And then I pick, you know, my books for the next month and look at the pages of the books and determine how much I need to read each morning. I mean, it could be as simple as that. It's just take this goal for the year, for the month, whatever it is, could be a five, 10 year goal and just break that down into smaller steps and okay, what do I need to do every day, every morning to make that become a reality? Yeah, exactly. I like, yeah, it, you can think far out, like you can think 50 years out, but then just think, okay, where do I want to be in 50 years? Okay. How do I get there in 10 years? How do I get there? in 10 months and then just move the clock back to where it's one small step towards that 50 year goal yeah yeah i feel like a lot of uh, at least for me a lot of my health goals are longevity goals yeah they really are like health goals are are long term there it's like you don't want to die when you're 50 like people want to live to be 100 and they want to be healthy to 100 so most health goals are far out but we don't but we take small steps each day to get there yeah. And I mean, it, it, it could really be anything like it could be personal, uh, like, like give to others. Maybe, maybe you want to treat other people better. I know one guy every morning he writes uh, uh, like a thank you letter, or a, a letter of gratitude to somebody, just a little card mm-hmm. every day. Letters. I mean, it could just be something like that, like just based on what's important to you. Right. Yeah. And then write those down. I think that's a big one. So for each area of your life that you have a goal, write the actionable thing down that you're going to do that morning. And like you said, maybe it's five things every morning. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less, but physically write it down and physically check it off until, until it becomes a habit. It, it doesn't, habits don't form overnight. Um, it takes, it takes a long time to form them. So use just a checklist until you have that habit formed. Yeah. You know, this is not anything that I read in any kind of book. This has just been my own experience with, like establishing a routine. It's kind of my own personal theory on habit formation. I think we get inspired or motivated to start a new routine and that lasts for, you know, five to seven days, maybe, maybe two weeks. You get excited. Um, You like this feeling of the new routine, but eventually that wears off. And I think there's this time period where um, the motivation has worn off. So you're not running on motivation anymore, but you have yet to see the rewards or the benefits of that routine so you're you're really in this space where it it just comes down to discipline to keep pushing through and maybe you don't see the benefits right away but um but that discipline can get you through to where you do start seeing that and it becomes a habit yeah yeah discipline equals freedom Jacko. jacko yeah so we said like figure out what's important to you and make your routine around that so if something like your job is causing a lot of stress, then clearly stress or clearly your job is important to you. So right, do right. something every morning to be where you want to be in that job. And it's not, you know, obviously it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to have your dream job the next day, 
But what's something small you can do to where maybe in five years or maybe in 10 years you do have that dream job? So yeah, definitely those big stressors you have, those are clearly important to you because they're causing stress in your life. So build habits or build a routine to alleviate those stressors. Yeah. And write all these things down. Don't just write down the routine, write down the goal. Exactly. Or write down that driver of stress. That was a huge thing for me is, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like a year ago, it's just things were stressing me out. And I was like, I feel like I can't get on top of anything. I just like sat back and thought, like, what is driving this stress? Like when I lay down at night or if I'm driving in the car, what is that one thing that just keeps popping in my mind that's giving me stress? Okay. That's clearly important to me or, or maybe it's not important to me. Maybe it's something that, that needs to just be out of my life. You know, but that, let that be the driver of me building my routine and write, write that down. Yeah. Yeah. I have five, uh, just five quick things that you can include in your morning routine and, and five things I really think that everybody should include to some degree. Uh, the first one is don't snooze. I think this is one everybody should include in their routine because if you wake up and the first thing you do is snooze, the first thing you're doing, literally the first decision you make is no, I'm not going to do that. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, procrastinating. That's, that's your first decision in the day. It just sets you up for a bad day. So don't snooze. If you're going to yeah. wake up at six, set the alarm for six and wake up. The second one is include gratitude and, and growth into your morning routine. So that looks different for everybody. Um, maybe that's personal development, reading or devotions, journaling or prayer. So incorporate just some type of a personal or spiritual growth into your routine and then in gratitude. Uh, the third yeah, one, I like that one, the third one is to decide what your first meal is going to be. So whether you eat breakfast or not, just determine your first meal that way and, and make it obviously a, a healthy meal. That way you don't have to decide, okay, am I going to have cereal this morning or am I going to have um, smoothie, a smoothie? Yeah. A clean smoothie. Like you don't have to make that decision when you wake up already have it decided. Okay. I'm having a smoothie this morning. Don't even give yourself the option to make that decision. Yeah. That's, that goes along with uh, some of the other minimalist philosophy on like reduce the number of decisions that you have to make in a day. We already have to make thousands of decisions each day, a lot of which add to our stress. So any, anything that you can do, um, anything, any planning that you can do to just remove some of those decisions like meals or, you know, the minimalist wardrobe where you just wear the same outfit every day that can, that can really help a lot. So yeah, I think I that, that kind of goes along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Make, make good decisions easy to do and, and try to make bad decisions hard to do. So if it's like, obviously cereal is easy to make in the morning, but and if you wake up and if it's in your pantry, it's going to be easy just to pour that bowl of cereal, but just don't buy it. Like don't keep it in the house make that bad decision hard to do. Right. Um, fourth thing is just to move, move actively for 10 to 20 minutes in the morning, whether that's going for a walk or doing some active stretching or some burpees, it gets the blood flowing and it really just gets the mind working once you get your blood flowing in the body physically, it helps your cognitive function. So just move for 10 to 20 minutes. And then the last one is to, this is for people who do commute to work, whether that's a five minute commute or a 15 minute commute, just make the most of your commute. So try not to just listen to music. Use that time to either 
listen to an inform informative podcast or listen to an audiobook or even just sit in silence because that's really a, a good right. thing that we don't experience often. So try right. not to just tune things out and listen to music, but make the most of your commute. Yeah, I think those are all good things. And, you know, not only do they routines that, you know, they make you feel better from the stress reduction aspect of it, but the things themselves can be beneficial too. like gratitude. We did an episode on that, like meditation. You know, these are things that can directly affect your health as well. Right. I think one of the problems is you know, we have these things that disrupt our routine. So let's say you those five things you did, you you get those in place and you do them on a regular basis. But a lot of time we get disrupted and things get off track. And I think the two things that disrupt our routines are number one, ourselves. And then number two, others or outside situations. I think, like I mentioned earlier, motivation wears off. And so we have to rely on discipline or maybe the routine is not in line with our priorities. So we need to readjust. So I think it's important to know that like this may take some tweaking. Yeah, for but, sure. Like don't let yourself be the reason that you disrupt a routine. There sometimes there are outside situations that we can't control. But even for some of those, I think there's really a big, um, big value in learning to say no to things. That's something that I've always struggled with. You know, I feel like when somebody asks me to do something, I'm obligated to say yes because I want to make that other person happy. I don't want to disappoint somebody, but then I end up being overwhelmed. And maybe the thing I'm saying yes to is not really in line with my priorities. Um, and I'm not saying that just say no to everybody and be selfish and only do everything that benefits you. But I think you should have some sort of process or flow chart even for making decisions on whether you say yes or no. Like in terms of things that occupy your time or disrupt your normal schedule, when do I say yes to that? And when do I say no to that? I think that's something that I'm still working through, but I think I think that can be a huge stress reduction is just having a protocol for when you're going to say yes to things and when you're going to say no to things. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. I think now we have so many decisions we make on a daily basis and so many things we can say yes to, but sometimes the best thing is is just to say no and that's that's okay to say sometimes. Yeah. And it and it's difficult and I think it takes practice especially for like certain personalities so but i think um i think that can go a long way towards helping you maintain a routine and in the end be less stressed and live longer yes all right anything else um no i think that that covers it all if you guys have any questions over this topic or any previous topics feel free to reach out to us on instagram yeah um, or any resources like any any book recommendations or apps that you guys have used to um, to structure routines uh, send them our way and we can we can post them out there yeah for sure all right all right see you later later